David yeah. Stone. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just going to dive right in Yeah, here. get into it. Yeah, right let's, in. just, let's just get right in Feel here. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, guys. Uh, welcome to Yelling About Pate. I'm Carl Hess, uh, here as always with Joel Miller. That is me. Very happy today to be joined uh, by our guest, Mr. Dave Stone. Yeah, buddy. Welcome, Dave. What's up, man? Thanks for doing it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're a, you're a force in comedy, you're yeah. a force in food, and you're a force in podcasting. I'm a force. I like. I think a you're like the first. force, too. You're, you're, you're like, beard. yes. Yeah. Holy you're, shit. You're the first guest that's had a stronger beard than Joel. Oh, yeah? Honestly, oh, okay. I feel like if our beards fought, yeah. I would lose. Well, you yeah. know. It's really depressing, actually. Well, you've definitely <laughs> shifted the beard power dynamic of our guests. <laughs> Normally, Joel has the strongest beard in the room, yeah. so this is going to be, we'll yeah. see how this goes. I mean, I think people make too much about beards. It's really just neglect. And this is coming from a man who used to be in a group called the Beards yeah. of Comedy. Yeah. I was, mean, you literally got your start being a beard. Yeah. It was it was supposed <laughs> to be kind of an ironic thing, but right. I don't think and, people took it. And then it. people <laughs> really just took it seriously. And when we started, every dipshit in Atlanta with a five o'clock shadow would come up and rub his chin and go, hey, if you ever, yeah, you yeah, ever, you ever look another for guy, <laughs> like, yeah, but you're not funny. Get out of here. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, you uh, you're you're from you're from Georgia. Yeah, came up in the Atlanta uh-huh. scene. Um, now living in Los Angeles. Um, you know, I I've you've been a, a favorite comedian of mine for a long time. Oh, thanks, since I saw you in Atlanta years ago. But also like your your cooking skills. Eh. I mean, like first of all, like <laughs> where did you learn to cook? I uh, self taught. Yeah, my uh, I have a bit about it now, but my f- my mother and my grandmother. Feel were, free to do material on the <laughs> podcast, Dave. If you I'll wanna, try if you not to dive do right it into verbatim, material. But like the premise is, and it's true. Uh, you know, in the South, everybody likes to romanticize that mom and grandma are great cooks. You know, and right. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, lot, they're not. Mine sucked. Oh, great ladies, but terrible cooks. Really? Yeah, but and I, I'll give my mom a pass. Okay, she's she was raising two kids. She was real busy. She had shit to do. Yeah, but Memo, what are you? Memo, what are you, what are you, you doing? Sitting around you're all just day. Just sitting around and fish sticks Pick and sloppy joes is the best you can do. <laughs> um, so I just kind of taught myself. Kind of in my teenage years, I started dabbling with it, and then uh, a little later on, I I've just worked in restaurants. I probably probably worked in 10 or 12 different restaurants wow. and you just kind of pick up little tricks here and there. Okay. And also just the concept. Um, I I've always loved to eat, right? I love to eat. So why not learn to cook? I don't understand people who don't. That is, that is so day. basic. You're right. You eat every day. That's, that's my whole thing. What's learn a little, bit. what's like, I think you're going to eat three times. Exactly. Honestly, like, I was just looking longingly and like, I was like, say something, say anything, <laughs> say, <laughs> say something, something. Say, say something, say something. But I don't understand. God. No, like that's the thing. that you, don't have, any chops. You you no eat intended. three times a day, no matter what, mm-hmm. and it's like, why wouldn't you want to get the maximum pleasure out of it? I find, yeah. I find it like absolutely bizarre to find an adult that doesn't know how to make anything. Like that's a weird. It's like, oh, can you cook something? It's like I can't cook anything. Not even eggs. No, you're helpless. I'm you're like, like a helpless. Who, who person. are you? Do you yeah. wear a diaper everywhere you yeah. go to? Like you just shit wherever the fuck. Yeah, you that's want? like not knowing how to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then there's also people who are like. You know, like, we're obviously all, like, into food, you know, but, like, there's people who are, like, ah, I'll just eat whatever. It's, like, the same kind of person where it's, like, oh, like, what kind of music do you like? And they're, like, ah, whatever's on the radio. Yeah. And you're, like, okay, psychopath. <laughs> <an> opinion. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. You horrible, horrible I'm, I'm person. I'm baffled by people like that. 
Yeah, blows my mind. And I get like not everyone's going to be like into food as like, you know, maybe we are, but it's like, yeah, you eat food three times. Like, why wouldn't you want to maximize? Why not take some kind of like vested interest in the thing that, I don't know, keeps you alive? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's literally it's like people that don't alive. drink water. It's like, oh, do you like, do you like water? And it's like, no. And like, how not do water you like it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it breaks my brain. I'm, yeah. I'm such a water proponent. I'm like an aggressive hydration I, proponent. Oh my God. I Gotta drink so much bro. water. People that don't drink water, I'm, I'm like baffled. That's how them. you keep those sinewy guns. You got to do with it, water dude. intake. You got to you got to flush out the toxins. We're putting a lot of toxins in our body. Let's of be course, honest, on a regular basis. Yeah, man. So now that you're you know a well established comedian, mm-hmm. um, you're it seems like your side gig is cooking food and selling them at shows. Well, yeah, that used to be. I did that uh, last summer. Okay. I did that. That was a last uh, summer thing. Yeah. And uh, I got fired from my gig at Meltdown because I spilt oil all over the parking lot. Oh, my God. I didn't know about this. Uh, Yeah. I had a nice little pop-up going. Yeah, you had the uh, pop-up. I was doing every Tuesday night. I was doing their uh, evening with. You had like biscuits and wings, right? I had biscuits and wings. And uh, it was going good, but... uh, one one night I didn't let the oil cool down long enough okay. before I funneled it back into the bottle. Okay. Uh, at the end of the night, and it just melted the bottle, and, and a gallon of oil just wow. went all. And I was like, "Hey, I, I went and got a. I, the next day, I rented a uh, pressure washer from Home Depot. You, you washed it off. Wash it off completely spotless. I feel but they, like what? they were like, "Yeah, you're a liability." I was like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> When, since and when then you del- just poured more oil on the floor. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you take care of this now. <laughs> what when, the hell? When are delicious flaky biscuits and crisp wings oh, it's a, a liability? liability. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm and sorry. Your food is delicious. It's a liability. Get the hell out of here. Leave and the it, recipes. Meltdown. You, you fucked up, Meltdown. <laughs> you yeah. fucked up. I did it at a few other venues around town. And then uh, I think then I went on tour for like two months. Okay. And when I got back, I was like, yeah, I don't right. know if I have the energy. Did you rent a fryer? No, I you own. own a fryer. I own multiple. You fryers. own okay. Come on. Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to insult you, Dave. Dreamweaver is playing in my <laughs> head every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> I own rent multiple fryers. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I insulted rented my you. penis yeah. too. Um, okay, so let's t- let's talk the gear that you have. You yeah. own multiple fryers. I yeah. mean, that's that's good to have around. Yeah, you just, I got a headache. It's like a Marshall fryers. stack of fryers. Exactly. Yeah, just like I'm four fryers on top of each other yeah. with a guitar in front of it for no reason. Can you give our listeners any practical buying a fryer advice? I mean, just I went with the real basic okay. model. Uh, I think it was a called, fry daddy. I think it, it wasn't a fry daddy. It was one step above that. I, I don't know if it's a um, uh, fry daddy Mac. I, I forgot the name, but okay. I got two of them. They were okay. pretty cheap, like 40 bucks. And uh, it's just real simple. You know, it's got uh, different temperatures. It's, you can go from like 200 to 400. And uh, typically, if you're frying wings or something like that, you want to go around 375, 350. Okay. Sound practical advice yeah. from Mr. David exactly. Stone. So, let's, uh, let's actually talk business, though, because I sure. know on your podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the Boogie Monster podcast that you host with a hilarious comedian, Kyle Kinane, yeah. um, you guys talk about food. Yeah. And uh, there, was, there was a massive uh, <laughs> public outcry for your biscuit recipe. Yeah. So you ended up making your first piece of merch, yeah. which is a shirt with your biscuit recipe on it. I thought, why not? Um, yeah. It, the podcast started off as kind of like a paranormal, supernatural. Right. Two guys get, get to the bottom of yeah, shit. Yeah. Just two idiots talking about Bigfoot and UFOs. But it just sort of slowly devolved into kind of a, po- a food podcast. Yep. Um, and not every episode, but... Uh, 
almost every episode at the end, I'll give a recipe. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day I was talking about my biscuit recipe that I've perfected over the course of about 10 years. I've kind of tweaked it and uh, got it exactly how I like it. And I just made mention. I was like, well, actually, it's too long and too detailed to give out right right here. If anybody wants it, you can email us. And I'll, I'll send it to you. The public outcry was yeah. staggering. Over over 2,200 emails. Jesus. Yeah. This is literally supply and demand like, at its, Jesus. Like, its finest. Every day there's like 15 or 20 in that inbox. And I just copy paste, copy wow. paste. And then uh, I had, you know, I tour a lot. And uh, you know how it is as a comic. If you tour, people are like, oh, you got to have some merch. got to have some merch. And I never wanted to be one of these dipshit comics that just had a lame-ass T-shirt for the sake of it. There's I a get, lot of shitty merch out there, folks. I get supplementing your income right. on the road. I it it is that. an easy way to make money. But at the expense of your integrity. At, at the expense of your dignity, yeah, I say, I mean, good day, sir. <laughs> I've worked with so many dumbass a comics. A beer koozie? I say nay. <laughs> I worked with a guy one time. First of all, these same guys will have like a 15-minute merch pitch. Of course, of course. You see these road guys. that didn't even have anything to do with his act. <laughs> he literally, well, this one guy, I won't name his name, but he had a shirt with just Osama Bin Laden's picture on it, just a douchebag. I'm like, what's that got to do with you? You're just opening up He's a like, look, I've noticed topic. people really don't like this Osama Bin Laden there, guy. There was a hole in the market. There's a hole in the market. There's a hole in the market. There's a perfect t-shirt. niche in the market. Just people hate this guy. lame-ass shirts. And I, I've always, you know, in the Beards of Comedy, we had a couple shirts, that, but they were kind of like... You know, right. the, the point was like, oh, it looks like a band T-shirt. Yeah, you it guys had solid merch. But uh, I've never, you know, yes, I've wanted to have merch to make extra money on the road, but it, I never had an idea I thought was worth putting on a T-shirt. And then one day I was just like, oh, man, maybe I'll just put this biscuit recipe Fuck yeah. on the back of the shirt. And I got uh, Dave Clock to do the artwork. Dave Clock. Great, uh, brilliant great artist. LA-based artist. Did all the meltdown posters? Uh, why, why don't you t- Why don't you tell us about this this biscuit recipe? Because I remember we were drunk once. We were talking biscuits, uh-huh. and you said that the key is to freeze the butter and f- and use a cheese grater. Freeze that butter. Gotta yeah, freeze that butter, uh, baby. You know, I'm not gonna pretend that I, you know, invented right. that trick. I think uh, I've, I've seen that done before. But yeah, it's a, it's an often overlooked step in the process. But like, what does that What does that do? Like, well, you want the butter to be as cold as possible when it goes into the oven. Once okay. once the dough has already been mixed and kneaded, and the biscuits have been formed, you want for some reason you want that butter to be as cold as possible when it goes into the oven. So the, when if you don't melt it, or if you don't freeze it, I'm right. sorry. If you just take room temp butter or butter right out of the fridge, when you get your hands in that dough and you start kneading that dough and doing all that, your body heat is going to slowly melt that butter. So, so you knead the butter into the dough before. Like, it, do you mix it all together? Yeah, I mix it I've all together. I've never made like, biscuit. Yeah, I, you start with the dry ingredients. You mix your, your, your flour, your baking soda, your baking powder, your right. salt, your sugar. You, you throw all that in a, in a bowl. You mix that up. Then you grade your cheese. Your cheese you grade your butter into okay, it. I see. The other thing grading the butter does is it makes all the butter uniform. Mm. Little uniform little pieces of butter. Little uniform. Yeah. It's like it's like flavor snow. Exactly. Yes, it's, it's like flavor snow, snow from heaven. So then you throw that in there, and then you, once you throw in your buttermilk, then you want to mix it up with your hands and then knead it. Another trick, a lot of people think biscuits, they think rolling pins. Okay. Don't do it. Don't use a rolling pin. Don't use a and rolling pin, And don't use folks. your palms. you got to use your fingertips. So Palm, when you're, when palm you're is, need, is too much. Kneading that dough, you want to use you your You want to be like a little cat. You exactly. want to be a little cat motion. Yeah, making biscuits. Making biscuits. Yeah. And then you fold it over five or six times. That okay. creates those flaky layers. Yes. You got to fold that shit. Fuck yeah. So yeah, just, you know, it's not, it's not the most, you know, innovative or unique recipe, but it's one that works. And I've I've tweaked it, the, the, the quantities I've got just over right. Over the years, you've over the years, it. A little more baking soda, a little more this, a little less that. 
and uh, it's a damn good biscuit. And what's and then, more crowd pleasing than like perfect flaky buttery biscuit? Oh, There's it's, nothing. It's the best. When I was doing that pop up, it really was. Cooking and stand up are very similar in the sense that it's immediate gratification. That's what this whole it, podcast is I about. I mean, baby. you you know immediately if you're doing exactly well. You or see not. the look on someone's face. Exactly. You're standing right there, and there's the, it's it's almost like Seinfeld <laughs> has a great line about comedy being almost like sports because like. You know who's winning. You oh, know yeah. the score. Yeah. It's yeah. either it's you either one way or it's the other way. You can't fake it. Can't fake and, it. And uh, when I was doing that pop-up, it, this would happen every time. Like, uh, you know, and it was kind of a bootleg, real underground right. pop-up. I had a little handwritten you're, you're menu. You're a strong proponent of the DIY lifestyle. Yeah, DIY. But people would come up. And I would, like, for example, at Meltdown, I was in that rear parking lot. And uh, people would just kind of walk up real suspicious. And they'd look at me right. and look at the table and look at the menu. And they'd be like, so, somebody, uh, somebody said you had... Biscuits? <laughs> and just, just, just bewildered. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, I got is biscuits. This, is this like, the uh, biscuit spot? So, uh, am, I, am, I, am I here? So, and, and the same interaction would happen right. multiple times. So, uh, so, 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 so you have biscuits? <laughs> I go, yeah, dude. Yeah. How many biscuits you want? And then they go, so... So I can buy a biscuit? <laughs> I can uh, like, purchase biscuits here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Money what Money can be exchanged for goods and services. <laughs> I'm going to lay it out for you, but You're telling what's me. What's the mystery here, sir? But yeah, and then uh, and, and the repeat business was always gratifying. Like right. people would buy a Once biscuit. they have it. And then they'd eat it. And then 10 minutes later, they'd come back and be like, dude, would can you I just get have them one? like hot and ready to go? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they're just right out of the oven. Right and out, the little pan. Caesars of biscuit Yeah, making. I had a big toaster oven that I used as my warmer. Like a, a, a tabletop a toaster oven, right? And uh, and sometimes I would um, I would even bring the biscuits uncooked, just you know, and then or, cook them and there, then cook them there oh, in the yeah, toaster, oven. in the toaster. Okay, yeah, because it served. It was one of those toaster slash ovens slash right. confection ovens, right. and uh, but well, yeah. So and then I would have the fryers for the uh, for the wings. which you owned. Yeah, and the the wings were uh, pretty elaborate. I would smoke those the day of for right, about five smoking. hours. That, that's why they were and so then, fucking good. Yeah, and then put them in Tupperware and put them in a, a cooler. And then when somebody would order them, I would drop them in the fryer for what like of, thirty. What, what kind of wood you use in there, Dave? Hickory wood. Hickory wood. Yeah, only hickory wood. Only hickory. Yeah, wood. I, oak. Uh, don't get me started on barbecue. North Carolina people. I, fucking, I, I want to get you started. All right, on let's talk about let's, wood. Let's, let's fucking talk, talk about, about fucking wood because it's the wood that makes it good. It's the wood that makes it good. So says Newman, but. Um, <laughs> North Carolina people talking about oh North Carolina barbecue and it's oak wood which I think fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. There's no flavor. Hickory wood and North Carolina barbecue they don't season it. They, they just use a little bit of oak wood. You can't even taste the smoke. They don't season it. They'll say oh we want you to taste the meat. Then they'll douse it in vinegar. Right, exactly. <laughs> the most pungent and acidic. North liquid. Carolina is very no, like North vinegar mustardy based, yeah. right? Absolutely. Well, mustard in South Carolina. That's South Carolina. Yeah. Or baby blues, North Carolina style. I like I South like Carolina. rich pork with some vinegar, but you're right. If there's too much vinegar, it completely overwhelms exactly. like the it, like the tender flavors of the meat. Yeah. You're not getting that like complexity. Any sauce has got to complement the meat. Not yes. doubt. You're not. Yes. People with too much sauce, they're hiding something. Yes. Like, oh, pay no attention that you can't taste the smoke or we didn't use any salt and pepper. Uh, here's some pork with some vinegar. That's why my favorite style is Texas where they don't even really fuck with sauce and they're just like, here is brisket. Exactly. You don't need sauce. <laughs> no, you don't. Brisket and beef sausage are probably my f- two favorite barbecue things. You don't things. need it. And like... Some of those like old school places in Texas, like they don't even fucking have sauce. Yeah, they're they like, why have, do you what, what for what? They don't even have plates. They serve it on butcher. <laughs> yeah, paper. exactly. That's my that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. sauce pepper, is a man. distraction to me mm-hmm. most of the time. Salt, pepper, the meat, and the and the hickory wood. 
I mean, in Texas, they'll use mesquite, or right. sometimes they'll I use some really white like oak. mesquite. I, yeah, I am a big fan of the mesquite. I think mesquite goes well with beef. I don't think it goes well with pork. Okay. Well, and coming from Georgia, when I think barbecue, I think pork. I think right. pulled pork. That's what or, I, th- I think. Pork, I think pork ribs, ribs, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, d- oak on pork just doesn't do it for me. But yeah, oak or mesquite on beef is fine. You hear that, oak? Fuck you. <laughs> we're <laughs> calling. Oak. We're calling out the entire state. <laughs> we're calling of North out Carolina. the oak industry now. Uh, but yeah, I got a lot of hard opinions well, on barbecue. You travel a ton for comedy. You're like you're on the road all the time. I feel like who better to speak to like the <laughs> strengths of various regional barbecue, <laughs> you know, styles than you? Because you're literally out there all the. You know, I see you tour. You're yeah. You're on the road. You're in the south. Like you're you're fucking eating this shit on a regular basis in different areas. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, uh, most of my tours are routed. Based on where I want to eat. I feel like that, that's the <laughs> smartest. It's like, oh, I haven't been to North Carolina in a while. Let me uh, let me do that. What are some standouts right now in the in the southern United States oh, that you would man. steer people toward? <sighs> Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. There's a place called Casey's Barbecue Buffet. Oh, shit. My two I've favorite never heard things. Of a bar- <laughs> I've literally never heard of a barbecue buffet. Barbecue in a buffet form. Wow. Hello. Wow. And uh, it's just, it's it's amazing. The barbecue is really, really good. I mean, if I'm being honest, it's not the best well, barbecue. Well, it's a buffet. But it's real damn good okay. barbecue. But they have multiple smoked meats. Multi, it's a barbecue slash soul food buffet. Wow. So you can get ribs, pork shoulder. You can get pig feet. You can get chitlins. Mm. You can get fried catfish. You can damn. get fried chicken. And then they'll have about 20 sides. They have pan-fried okra. Whoa. Oh, boy. Uh, just any side, any meat that you can think of at a southern slash soul slash barbecue joint, they're going to have it. That's like 10 bucks. It's crazy that no one else has embraced that format for barbecue. I, I just don't think it could work out. I mean, LA, I mean, already, has, LA already has a barbecue problem in general. Adding buffet to that when a place where like, eating to excess is kind of like not like <laughs> the cool thing to fucking do. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well that would sell. <laughs> Especially in maybe in this like this area. Okay, so we we got Wilmington. That's a highlight. Okay, that's a highlight. Uh, big fan of Nashville. Uh, Nashville. When people think Nashville now, they think of hot chicken. Right. That's kind of a it's trend in the last popular. five or ten years, Especially which I love. But initially, Nashville was known for their meat and threes. Right. And some people don't know what that phrase means. Meat and three, and usually they're only open for lunch. But a meat and three, you go in, and they'll have five or six meats and maybe 15 or 20 sides, and you pick a meat and three sides, meat yeah. and three. And uh, they have a couple there that are just amazing. Arnold's is just fantastic. Okay. And, and, and the, the options rotate from a day-to-day basis. So even on their website, you can go and look. Oh, on Monday, they have these options and these options. And Tuesday, they have these and these. So and, you can uh, plan it out. You can, you can plan, plan your out. trip to Arnold's. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always try to go like on a chicken and dumpling day oh, yeah. or fried pork chop day. I got, I got to hand it to you because you were the first person to tell me about the restaurant Homegrown oh, in Atlanta. Yeah. And I mean, that's still like Solid. one of my favorite places yeah. ever. Nothing fancy, just homemade from scratch, simple country cooking. I mean, that's like the best. When I think of like the best like Southern meals I've had, that yeah. and like Mary Max Tea Room Mary in Max. Atlanta. Yeah. Just like. Those are my two spots in Atlanta. And God damn it. They're so good. The Albert. I got to give a shout out to the Shout Albert. out to the Albert. That's uh, where I got my smoked wing recipe. Oh, so I, I they're doing good work down there. Their smoked wings are just amazing. Probably the best in the city. 
Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's 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 incredible. The Albert, Mary Max, and Homegrown. Those are my spots in Atlanta. Damn, this is making me want to go tra- travel the South. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You have a barbecue tattoo. I do. Just we'll see uh, it. Ooh. Just says barbecue. It just says barbecue in like logs. <laughs> I got logs? this on that. Nice. Uh, what was that show? Uh, Flop House. I did that Vice. Oh Man yeah, House there's show. a there's a Vice show um, where they did they they shot the show live at yeah. like. Uh, you know, uh, like DIY comedy venues, and yeah. they shot the show, and they shot comedians partying, and then I guess people got tattoos on camera. Yeah, they hired uh, my friend Emily F- Emily Effler Bond. Shout out to uh, Emily. She she's done all my tattoos. She's based here in LA now, but uh, they hired her to just give out tattoos, and uh, it all happened real fast. They were like, "Hey, did, did you want to get a what tattoo? do you want?" And you're like, uh, "Yeah, barbecue." They were like, "You need to decide in like 30 seconds." And I was like, "Uh,", uh and then she's like, "It just needs to be something simple, like a word or something." I go barbecue <laughs> and she's like cool and then so yeah this literally had 30 seconds of thought planned into it before yeah but a uh, lifetime of happiness a lifetime of yeah. ha- a lifetime of reward That's we talk I like a lot to live about my life 30 seconds of thought with a lifetime <laughs> of reward right never regret no no regrets Definitely not no regrets. fucking one uh, joel has uh we've, we've talked a lot about joel's great uh tattoos oh i like your pig oh there. thanks he's, I like your, he's got a everything. nice pig well are you a chef Oh, uh, kind of. Okay. Joel is a chef. I know the, 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 that the pig thing is very popular among well, chefs. Well, one of the first things we talked about, you know, this being a podcast about cooking and comedy, is that chefs have so much cooler tattoos than comedians. Oh, yeah. But I feel like you're breaking that mold. I'm, I'm working. I got the new, I got the van. Okay. I love the van. That's that it. van is great. Exact, we got to talk about the van because Dave. replica of the real van that I lived in. You lived in a van for. Two and a half two years. Two and a half years. And where, where was it located? And if. I'm being honest. I <laughs> now live in a van. You're back to the van I'm lifestyle. Back to, back the van, back lifestyle. van lifestyle is too seductive. I'm in between spots okay. right now, okay. and uh, it's like fuck it. I'm on the road all the time. Right. You uh, go on the road for like a month at a time. Yeah, sometimes even longer than that. And uh, initially, the first stint of the van was kind of necessity, and uh, just because I couldn't afford right. you to had, move, you had just kind of you were in LA a lot. Yeah, but you you were like, I don't want to get a place. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, ah, shit, I'll, I'll, I'll just buy a van and live in it. So that was supposed to be a temporary thing for like right. six months. It right. turned into two and a half years. Yeah, that's a, that's a serious sign. That's, that's a, ch- a good chunk of van time yeah. right there. And then now I've been back in it a few months. I, I got out of the van for like over two years. I had a place. Yeah. And, uh, and then I moved, I moved around a couple of spots. But, Are your uh, fryers in the van? No, they're in storage. Okay, they're in storage. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> That'd be a really Where awesome the, I'm awesome worried about the fryers. <laughs> it's like, this, is, this van is 80% fryers. Look, yeah. I have multiple fryers, okay? <laughs> I got to put them somewhere. But now, because it was kind of a temporary thing, I, my lease was expiring right when I was going out on tour, and I didn't want to sign it. Fuck it. You got there. the van. You know that lifestyle. And, uh, you can, yeah. it's, it's easy. But now I'm in a minivan. Wait, is so, it a different van? This van. What happened to the one in the tattoo? I got hit head on by a drunk driver when I was on tour a couple Holy years ago. Holy shit, I totally it. forgot about that. Totaled it. Broke but my you heart. were okay, right? Yeah, it was me and a fellow comic, James Austin Johnson. Love James. Shout we out to Jack. We were on like a, a month long tour and we were in Athens, Georgia. And it was after the show. I remember this. Driving back to the hotel and boom, dude hit us head on. Wow. Just but so you guys him. obviously both had your seatbelts. Yeah, we had our seatbelts on, and we were a but little banged up. But he crashed into you head on. Didn't even break. No skid marks. Jeez. Wrong side was of Was he fucked up? He was drunk as shit. Nice. But like, was he, was he injured? No, he wasn't injured. That's insane. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Is it because the airbags deployed and everyone yeah. was just kind of fine? Fucking yeah. van saved your life. Yeah. Yeah, the cops were like, oh, dude, if you'd have been like a small rental right, car, y'all might be dead. dead. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Wow. So, so that, van, that van's KIA. So, yeah, so I got a tattoo to... 
commemorate. Uh, did that van have a name? No, it never did. Okay, People I, I kind of like that. Told me that I should. It just—it's weird to name a van. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't opposed to the concept. I just—it nothing, just never came. It to never you. came right. organically, and I didn't want to force a name on it. Right. So. Well, R.I.P. to that van. Yeah. So, what, what's the new rig? We're talking well, minivan. When I re- when I wrecked that van, uh, they gave us uh, for the rest of the tour. We got a, a rental, and uh, they just gave us a Toyota Sienna minivan. I drove that on the whole tour. And uh, when the tour was over, I was like, "Oh man, maybe I'll just get just get one of these." Because at the time, I wasn't <laughs> You're living. Like, this is roomy. Yeah, I wasn't living in the van at the time. Uh, so I was like, well, I don't, you know, I just, a minivan would be good. I, you know, it wouldn't be good to live in, but it'd be good to tour in. And I was, uh, I had a place at that time. I was like, ah, I'll just get a minivan. And then a year later, like I just said, you know, one thing led to another and right. I happened to be in between places. So now I'm living in the minivan, which isn't quite as comfortable. It's, it's not as old, roomy, is it's, it? No, not at all. No. <laughs> it's quite a challenge. Okay. <laughs> but I'm making it. I feel like you should get like sponsored by a van company. Yeah, I do too. You should be like sponsored by Econoline. <laughs> That'd be nice. I mean, then you just post Instagram pictures of vans and then like, you, because you make the van lifestyle look good. Yeah. I look at your pictures and I'm like, I'm like I kind of want to live in a fucking I mean, van. It, was, it was pretty sweet. I mean, you know, there was some... There were some times where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Well, but, yes, uh, obviously. That's inherent in the van yeah. lifestyle. But uh, so many times, and I, I used to have a nice little chunk of material about it, but like so many times I would do that on the, on the road. I'd do that chunk. and You know, just you had let, some great van material. Thank you. And let the audience you know, hear some of those stories. But so many times after the show, like guys would come up, and you could tell they were like successful right. I lived dudes. in a van too, brother. But no, they would look at me and they'd be like, man. Hulk Hogan? <laughs> they'd say, right, exactly. He was like, I had Hulk some Hogan. hard times too. They looked me right in the eye. started the out wrestling. Yep. <laughs> they look me right in the eye and go, man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm like, well, well when right. you're locked down and you have like three kids and a, and a wife and you, the you van lifestyle some, is so you romantic. See some fucking cool barbecue tattoo comedian roll into town, <laughs> licking his fingers of non-vinegary barbecue. <laughs> Talking about the barbecue he ate last night and the barbecue he's going to eat he tomorrow in right. Nashville. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's freedom, baby. <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, there is like that like seduction of the open road though like oh, you can yeah. go anywhere you want you can eat barbecue in any city yeah and also you know you're like you you do a show and then you move on like oh yeah for a comedian there's you know it's like like those weekends where you're like locked down and you're mm-hmm. you're you know you don't have anyone to hang out with like someone just doing a show and then moving on like yeah that that seems like preferable yeah and i i don't do really comedy clubs anymore i used to so um you know not to do too much inside baseball but with a club you'll work three or four days at the same club in the same city i do a lot of the diy stuff where it's just one-nighters right so i'm just in town for one night boom i'm rolling out so papa was a rolling yeah different town every night I, i like it man i'm just uh I'm completely untethered. Also, you've been like producing. So you do a radio hour. Yeah. That's called The Gravy Boat. The Gravy Boat. And you've been producing that in the van. In the van. Yeah. First of all, check out The Gravy Boat. It's so great. It's (laughs) so like well produced. Thank you. Um, Great country music. Yeah. Great stories. Great like like well edited. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, it's it's folksy and appealing. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely check out the gravy boat yeah, because alt country. So it's, you just like post up in the van and, and bang that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and, and I'm surprised. I'm actually fairly proud of that achievement in the sense that I'm so, or was so computer illiterate. Right. Like I 
I was going to say, I'm like, you edit all that yourself, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our buddy Ryan Singer, who I used to live Love with. Love Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. He helped me with the first couple of episodes and kind of taught me how to do it. And then uh, since then, it's just been... And if you go back and listen, I've, I'm, a, I'm dropping episode 10 today. I do one oh, a shit. week. Oh, shit. Okay. But, um, Prolific. I can tell, like, each week they get a little tighter and a little... Like, oh, I'm learning how to do garage band. Just like a the biscuit better. recipe. Yeah, exactly. You're honing. Yeah, it's repetition, man. In 10 years, you're going to be like, I can crank out an hour radio <laughs> show in 25 minutes people are like that doesn't even make sense and you're like you've never lived in a van yeah <laughs> it does take a long time it's an hour show but like from the time i like pick the songs download the songs uh i research all the you know yeah. you have to do research there's like a narrative for each episode yeah i try to do not every episode but most episodes have a theme to them and then uh one thing one little component i like is just in between songs i'll just find like weird little random audio clips that's what we need to do and joel I, we need we need that. to get weird sound effects into this podcast yeah yeah I you enjoy got it <laughs> like i'll find uh i'll just get on youtube and find like some trucker's vlog where he's right. ranting about something I'm like oh that'll be a nice little piece of audio <laughs> i'm gonna steal I, I, I think i have the perfect things already what <laughs> uh, there's this great jimmy dean sausage like call this guy calls into it and just and just like rips them for not selling the sixteen ounce roll of sausage I'm, I'm gonna, and only the twelve and he's mad because they sell the maple and sage uh, one Joel, in the sixteen ouncer. Was this you? It was not me. <laughs> they sell the, they sell the sixteen ouncer in maple and sage and he okay. goes, "I'm not from the north. I am a southern man that likes to eat my that Jimmy Dean sausage with my T-bone steak and my fried eggs. That's beautiful. And wow. He, he is, his name was Randy Taylor." Public domain. I'm going to borrow that. Okay. We're, we're, no, That's no, the kind we're, of we're shit using I'm always it. We're using it. It's, 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 it's honestly one of those things where like you listen to it once and, you're like, and you laugh and you're just like, yeah. I'm going to listen to it again. And then it's like 15 like times where you've listened to it again and <laughs> oh, again yeah. and again. We're just like, this just still holds up. Yeah. This should be in a museum. Randy Taylor, hero. <laughs> Ran, Ran, Randy Taylor? My name, I'm a southern he, gentleman. He was basically Hank Hill. It was, it yeah. was like listening to like a really outraged Wait. Hank Hill. Yeah. Is, is, the person, is the person you're talking to like a Jimmy Dean like... Phone. It was a customer service. I don't know where. Is there, it ended a, Jimmy, up, is there a sausage customer he, service? Probably. Line? I think it was. It was like he probably called and like got transferred like multiple times, and it was just and like by the please time, leave a voicemail right. for Mr. Dean. And it's like, all <laughs> yeah. right, I want to talk to hear Mr. what Dean. I have to say. I want to talk to Mr. Dean, please. <laughs> yeah, that that one was things. absolutely phenomenal. I think actually, the, when I first heard, it, I was probably like. 24 and I was crying. I can't believe I've never heard that. <laughs> it wasn't Roy D. Mercer, was it? Do you remember Roy D. No. Mercer? Roy D. Mercer was this guy and he would make prank. It was like a, a, a redneck version of the Jerky Boys. Oh, the jerky wow. Remember the Jerky Love Boys? Love the Jerky Boys. Of course. He was this redneck dude who would call and prank people. Oh, that's And he'd, yes. there was one, and they, he put out a couple CDs. This okay. is in the mid 90s. Okay. When I was in high school, these were The so height popular. of prank calls yeah, as an exactly. art form. Yeah. And he would call like, uh, he'd call like a, a shoe store. It's like, hey, I, I want to speak to supervisor. And they're like, what can I help you with, sir? <laughs> I'm already laughing. The like, voice uh, is already great. Listen here, I bought these boots, and it said they're supposed to be waterproof, and they ain't waterproof, and they're wet. And the guy would be like, well, how, how'd they get wet, sir? Well, goddamn water got them wet. <laughs> and then it, in every call, simple it, down would, home. it would always lead to a physical threat. Well, how big a boy are you? <laughs> what time you get off work? Maybe I'll come down there and whip your asshole a little bit, and you give me some new boots. It was beautiful. This is amazing. That is phenomenal. I feel like you need to carry the torch. Well, I, I pulled it up. We'll watch it later. Okay. Yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that in. Probably. We'll edit <laughs> there, that in. There's no way it's not Randy Taylor. I feel like you need to carry the torch and start doing prank yes, calls from your van and like just it, recording them. It feels them. like there's like a market that just really needs this. You could put it into Gravy Boat. It could be like yeah. interstitials in the Gravy Boat. Yeah, just you fun. calling various businesses of the town you're in. Just like... Ugh. 
I used to do that. Uh, years ago, I worked in radio. Okay. And I had a small town uh, uh, morning show. I worked at this little bitty AM uh, station in Cumming, Georgia. Nice. And we would do stuff like that. Like, I would nice. call. I remember one time, uh, every Tuesday, McDonald's would sell 39-cent hamburgers. Wow. And they would be like 59 cents every other okay. day. Okay. And then uh, one time I called, like, hey, listen, I came in there on a Tuesday. It's supposed to be 39 cents, and they charged me 59 cents. And this, like, really effeminate guy's like, Sarah, there's no way that could possibly happen because the button is already preset. And I was like, well, and I was totally ripping off Roy D. Mercer. Right. I was like, well, what, what time you get off down there, Twinkle Toes? And uh, I would just call. I, speaking of the Jimmy uh, Dean uh, hotline, I called the Spam hotline. What? They Spam Meat had a customer service line, and I would call. Okay, we're, we're uh, reenacting it right now yeah uh, hello spam headquarters yeah this is uh this is a spam headquarters uh yes i said hello uh, spam headquarters yeah i somebody said something about your annual spam fan days uh, what, what what's going on there uh yes the spam fan days are when we invite the spam family down to the spam hq so and there, have a first spam picnic is there gonna be a cookout and pony rides and stuff uh, well there's no pony rides there that don't be ridiculous do i need to buy a ticket for this uh they were yeah, based yes. out of Minnesota. <laughs> Ooh. It was, I, I got in too deep on this but yeah, one. But this lady, she was based out Wait, of Minnesota. Wait, what is Spam Fam Days? Uh, she would tell me it was Spam Fan or Spam Jam Day. But it was Spam a, Jam. Spam Jam. It was like a an annual event that was like a, a festival in, in all things Spam. They'd have a Spam recipe contest. Does this still exist? And, yeah, I don't know. But back in 98, it did. Because wow. I've got it on tape somewhere. Me like calling. Spam is eternal, so yeah. it probably still it exists. Sounds like, that's capacity. like something that would happen in Hawaii. They love Spam well, so yeah, much it's just, there. You know, st- like when you're having to fill a radio show four hours a day, right. you really have to get creative with content. So like I went through this phase of like that same concept of like any product, you know, like if you, I don't know, read the back of a Snickers bar, right. there's a phone number. Like, you why? just call them. Who the hell? What? Who's working there? All right. Give right. them a call. Let's see what's All going right, on. Debbie. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot on my mind. Game face. On Deb, I'm Debra. I'm coming in hot, Deb. That's funny. I feel like I I listened to the Jerky Boys so much, and we definitely did that. Like I remember, yes. you know, there was like pay phones at, at our high school mm-hmm. or we middle school, or like we'd be like high or something. Yeah, you know, you'd just call someone collect, or like you'd call like a one eight hundred number. Yeah, because there was phone books. You know, yeah. so you just like leave through the phone no book. consequences. No yeah. consequences because <laughs> what are they going to trace the call yeah. to a when pay phone? Just hang up. I remember my favorite one was. Uh, there was a, there was a lot of the soundboard ones where uh-huh. someone had a soundboard of all these different lines from a movie, and one guy had a Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard with all these like audio clips of Schwarzenegger from different movies, and he would just call people, and he would never talk. He would just use yeah. the sound clips to converse. Yeah, and I just remember one where it was like. He had it was like the kindergarten. Co- it was like I'm Detective Richard Kimball. He would just call people and they'd be like, "Yeah, hello." He'd be like, "This is Detective Richard Kimball," and they'd be like, "What?" And then the other sound clip was, "I'm a cop, you idiot." So it would just be like, it would just be like, "I'm Detective Richard Kimball," and they'd be like, "Who is this? I'm a cop, you idiot." That uh, movie, by the way, or film, mm-hmm. dare I say, film? Yes, is da- dare you say? Amazing. Oh, yeah. It is. I think it's a very underrated one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's film. I think that they really like people try to think. And, of and he had all the hits. It's like there. the Terminator, but yeah. he is not. Yeah, he will always be the character yeah the cop. soundboard guy had all it's not the tumor like he had all the hits yeah. and he would just use them so well who is your daddy and what does he who do who is your daddy and what <laughs> does he do and then he also had an al pacino one i can't even remember oh man the soundboard needs to make a comeback yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff you need to you need to resurrect prank calls as a comedic <laughs> art form day we're counting oh, on man. you i might have to get into that 
And you could you could make it food based. You could call like a you could call, you could call various North Carolina barbecue yeah. establishments. Now listen, it said all you can eat. It didn't. There was you didn't make any mention of a timeline. All right, just because I was there when you opened and there when you closed doesn't give you the right to pass judgment. I'm not done. I ain't paying twice. Oh man, that's good stuff. What happened to those glory days of prank? What happened to the Jerky Boys? Oh my God, they're Ugh. probably somewhere right now, just counting their counting rows of their money, money with their harem of women, just enjoying life. I was probably wearing overalls. Probably, I don't know. Probably. I was so into Jerky Boys for a few years in high school <laughs> that this is serious. Like there was at least a year or two where I didn't know what my real voice right. was. <laughs> just, it oh was God. just, just oh, I, all I do is talk like this. Yeah, that or the 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 tough guy. Hey, what, what's up, tough guy? Hey, you know, but all my friends would be like, Dave, you're still doing like, you're like, like, you're like I don't, I don't know. know what, I don't, I don't know what, what to I do anymore. Like. I, I, I've listened to too many prank calls yeah. and, and now I just, I, the one where he calls a balloon rental place uh-huh. and he tries to get enough balloon to float his son around. <laughs> He's like, I, I just want to, I just want to float that cocksucker around up there a little bit. It's like, and I always loved the ones where he was calling to get a job. That was a very yes. common theme. He yes. would just call the one answer. Hey, well, look, I, yeah, last time I drove a truck, I stole one down in Jersey. I drove it up to New York. People would be like, what? No stopping through the tolls, no nothing. Like he was just, and it's like, all right, what do you say? I come down there, I start work tomorrow. I got my own fucking tools. People are like, what? And no. one guy was like, wait a minute, sir. I got to hire you first. Yeah, well, I'm the best. You got nobody down there work like me. Oh, okay. Just calm down. He would put out ad. They would put out ads, and then people would call about yeah. the ads. And it was what was that one character? Was it Sid? The, the one character, this Saul. Saul. And Who, remember, a Family Guy completely ripped off. Yes, they totally <laughs> did. And it, what was it? What was the one where he was like, "I was, I got a power tool for sale," but then he falls down the stairs. <laughs> he, he pretends to fall down the stairs of his own base. He's like. I'm very hurt. Oh God! Oh, and they're like, "Shit! You should you should hang up and call now." No, stay on the line, please stay. I, I think I hurt myself very badly. <laughs> One time, Saul called like an HR department. He goes, "Yes, hello. I was hurt at work today." And the guy's like, "Well, what happened?" Well, it, well, it, I was hurt with their words, and they, they called me names, and they hurt my feelings very bad. <laughs> the guy's like, "Yeah, I can't do anything about that." God. Fucking jerky boys. Oh, I loved it. You're you're carrying the mantle though of like yeah. you know you're saying like you used to be a radio guy. We mm-hmm. we all used to enjoy this style of comedy, but like <laughs> you know like podcasts and like your internet radio hour. Like this is kind of like the new age of people enjoying that kind of entertainment. Yeah, you know? maybe so. I mean, I started the gravy boat just because I'm a fan of that type of music, and there's literally almost no outlet for it like you can't is there any other like alt country podcast i'm sure there might be somewhere i mean like xm has their outlaw country channel xm is pretty good various you know different shows but that's about it as far as i know like i said i'm sure there i'm sure there's obscure radio stations that stream online or have a podcast version but i'm not aware of it so i was just like Man, I, I'm not the only one that's into this music. Plus, that type of music's kind of had a resurgence in the last few years. It definitely what, what, has. what do you listen to a lot right now? I mean, Sturgill Simpson. He's Love a Sturgill. core artist. Love Sturgill. Uh, Drive By Truckers, probably my favorite band. Uh, right were... now, as far as brand new stuff I'm into, a guy named Lucas. Uh, Oh shit, Lucas Bryant. No, Lucas Bryant. I love how I love I'm how totally every every justice. cool country guy has like two first names. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh man, I feel so bad that I just played this guy. Yeah, David Allen Coe, Billy D. Williams, you know, like those guys. <laughs> yeah, those guys. <laughs> oh man. My name's Garrett McCoy. <laughs> that's 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 a good one. My, my name's uh 
my name's we, we, yeah you can't really you can't really be a country superstar and like uh, my name's Joel Miller <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't work Joel does not fly this is a Carl Hess it, it would have to be like my name's Miller Hayes <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's a good one my name's Miller Miller my name's Miller McMiller <laughs> Miller McMiller oh, I feel so bad I got the guy's name wrong anyway there's a new guy Luke is somebody badass wait Luke Bryant there's a guy no, that, that, that's like a big commercial country fuck guy that right guy. No, yeah, not, not, not that guy fuck Luke Bryant I'm having a brain fart anyway hello I, I you recommended Luke Bryant on your outlaw country show and it turns out he's actually a mainstream country oh. artist I'm very upset with you well and that's the other inspiration behind the gravy boat is my intense disdain for mainstream country oh god it's the oh. worst it's so bad. Florida Georgia lines oh, to die in a boat fire. Oh my god! Jesus. They probably will die in a boat oh, fire. Oh, I though. hate all of that shit. Just it does seem like I nauseating. mean, commercial anything is pretty bad. Like the main of the mainstream, but like for some reason, it does seem like mainstream country is so bad. Yeah, it's, it's really like lowest common denominator. Oh, shit. it's so bad. It's just, it's for idiots. I'm sorry, you're a fucking moron. If you're, just, and I know I'm gonna offend somebody. No uncertain like, terms. There's Fuck you. better Luke, Luke shit. Luke Bryan is gonna walk in here right now and just slap all of us in the face. Please. Like, how did you hear this? Please do. I'm we a fan. E- we haven't even uh, released. I'm this I'm a big yet. podcast guy. Please do. I listen to every podcast just to see if there's any mention of me. Austin Lucas, that's the guy. Austin Lucas. Okay. Austin Lucas. I'm really. Shout out to that Austin. It's a race car driver or yeah. All <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You don't have a lot of options with the name. Yeah, like yeah, Austin those Lucas. are really the only two things you can do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just and just make Luke Bryan an enemy of the show right now. Sure. Uh, we don't have, Luke, we, Brian, you've been put on notice. We're, While we're, you're at it, uh, Rascal Flats can kiss my ass. Rascal, I say fuck a Rascal Flats. Florida Georgia Is line. Rascal Flats one man named Rascal? No, I wish it was. It would be easier That would be to, way better if his name was Rascal kill. Flats. Oh, they're the worst. We're a young podcast. We don't have a lot of enemies of the show yet, but I'm happy to add Luke Bryant to that <laughs> I'm, list. I am I, uh, the board of enemies, which we will put up ultimately. Yeah, yeah we're going to get a whiteboard. Yeah. Bucky Fuckington, whatever. You just, just <laughs> No, no. There's well, not a man named Bucky, Bucky Fuckington. There's, there's certainly not a man named Bucky that's, Fuckington. That's my catch-all for all okay. those fucking I like that. That's like, that guy? that's like a funky Winklestein yeah. or whatever, that 7-Up yeah, guy from exactly. like back in the early 90s. <laughs> I think you're giving him too much credit with that name. That sounds cool. If I heard a dude named Bucky Fuckington, I'd be like, I'm going to give this guy a I'd listen. Be like, this guy, we're going to be best friends. Like, it's we're going to hang out. It's all just... Pandering nostalgic about crap. My truck. Hey, y'all remember this? That's all it is. It's hey, like, y'all remember this? It's basically like a T-shirt that has Osama bin Laden's uh, picture on it and says "douchebag" if it were music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the musical equivalent of that T-shirt. It's dirt roads. It's like, hey, and, way to be lazy. Yeah, American flags and dirt roads and sweet tea. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm from the south too, but I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah, there's something lovely about dirt roads, though. It is. It just makes me want to write a song. I miss my truck, guys. I miss my, tr- I miss my truck. Song. Your latest uh, gravy boat, I believe, the theme was food. Yes, yeah, last week. What, yeah. what are some, uh, what are some, what are some songs that that talk about food? And well, I did mention that it, not necessarily as far as the music, okay. but it was just the conversation pieces that I wanted to talk about. But th- there were a few, like for example, Southern Culture on the Skids. Okay, I'm a big fan of that band. They have a song called Banana Pudding. Okay, I is it is it a I euphemism hope. for sex? It could be, yeah. It's a little bit. It's a, but like, it's one of those where it's so vague that like, oh, they could be actually talking about banana. They might pudding. just really, really like. Right. Yeah. You never know. Um, but that's I, how you know they're good. I played the late great Guy Clark, who had a song called "Homegrown Tomatoes." Homegrown tomatoes. Very good. And then uh, my buddy and former bass player of the Drive By Trucker, Shauna Tucker, 
She had a song called Family Dinner, where she's just talking about cooking up a big Fuck old yeah. dinner. Check out the gravy so, boat yeah. for, for a whole slate of yeah. food-related music. But, but yeah, th- that episode only had a few food songs, but like, you know, all the all the talk breaks and stuff. I was just ranting about my favorite restaurants and ranting about biscuits. I gave my biscuit power ranking. Oh, so. let's hear that. Biscuit let's, power, let's hear power that ranking. Biscuit power Ooh. ranking. I don't, uh, I don't. I want people to go listen to Gravy Boat, but I also want to hear your yeah. biscuit power ranking. Fast food biscuits, okay. as far as big chains. Hmm. Uh, uh KFC sucks. Their biscuits KFC terrible. Sucks. KFC fucking sucks. Popeyes, I like their chicken. Their biscuits not very good. They're always dry. Yeah, McDonald's they try, but come I've on. never. Wait, McDonald's, I've never, has wait, McDonald's has a biscuit. Yeah, you can get a you can get a biscuit. At McDonald's. Oh, like like a Mc sausage biscuit, like in the morning. Yeah, well now you can. I think you some can of that stuff you can get all day. Biscuit? Oh right, they but yeah, they you know instead now. of a McMuffin on the English right, muffin, okay. you can get a sausage Those, biscuit. Yeah, you can't get any sort of fluffiness from like no, a fast food no. situation. So, but there are a few that that have solid number three on the list. Uh, Carl's Jr. Slash I was going to ask you about that Carl's because they Jr. had that whole campaign about mm-hmm. how, like, basically showing like older ladies, yeah, making the biscuits, and I'm like, yeah. that's not going on that's there. Not happening. I know that for a fucking fact. But I got to say, I like Carl's Jr. I like their breakfast. I think their food is better <laughs> I, than most fast food. I, I was a huge fan of the Western bacon cheeseburger when I come. Yeah, they, they yeah. like popularize that. I think that their burgers thing are good so much, and I would eat one of those like a fucking day in high yeah. school. I probably put them under Wendy's, but uh, I I think I yeah. like I don't eat it a lot. But like, every best. time I get Carl's Jr., I'm like, this is a lot, but I'm enjoying. It. Yeah, it's better than McDonald's. It's better than Burger King. Definitely, I'll give them that. Definitely. But their biscuit is solid, so it's number really? three. That's interesting. Okay. Number three on my know. fast food biscuit ranking. Number two, it's a regional thing. But in um, North Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia, and Pennsylvania, there's a chain called Biscuitville. Okay. If you well, ever, you have to expect that they would have. Yeah, oh, you, you, ever, you would have to. If you ever in that region. going to be on the power ranking list. Biscuitville, just, real solid. I've never heard of that. Biscuitville, I'm going to keep an eye out. Literally a town yeah. riddled with yeah. biscuits just <laughs> everywhere. Instead of roses, it's biscuits. Uh, welcome to Biscuitville. Off. And number one on my fast food biscuit ranking, uh, and it's also somewhat regional. We don't have them out here, unfortunately, but they're all over the southeast. Uh, Bojangles. You yes. ever had Bojangles? I have had Bojangles. Bojangles. You don't name. see them a lot, though. No, there the needs name. to be more. They're so they good. They have them in Breakfast LA, though. all day. <clears throat> I, where? I'm, maybe I'm, I'm going to crash through that window. This, okay, this, maybe they I'm don't wrong. have them. Trust maybe me, I'm I've wrong. done the research. Where is Bojangles now? That stare was real. By there, the way. Yeah, no, Dave, Dave just gave me a death he, he just, stare. He just really they're, like looked at you. I feel like their headquarters in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, and uh, they're all over the southeast, a little bit in the Midwest. I, okay. I haven't. They seen They don't have them in California. The furthest I'm sorry. west I've seen one is maybe Texas. Okay, so. Bojangles. So that's the best fast food biscuit in the game. By far. It's incredible. You can get it all day long. You Plain. You can get the Cajun chicken filet biscuit with egg and cheese. They have a thing called a cheddar bow. Just a biscuit with a slab of cheddar cheese. You know, oh, you know what I want so to recommend good. to you? I want to recommend um, one of my new favorite bars in Los Angeles. It's called Everson Royce Bar. Where's that? It's downtown in the Arts District. And they make a fantastic biscuit that comes with a maple. Or it comes with honey butter. And, and I don't know if it's buttermilk. It's not like the traditional southern round biscuit. Mm-hmm. It's more like square and kind of like layered, like okay. stacked. But it's super fluffy, and it's like one of the best biscuits I've it's ever had. It's not like Millie's where they try to put it in a muffin pan. I don't fuck with Millie's. I don't go to Millie's. I don't like Millie's. <laughs> Millie's is like this breakfast institution for some reason. It is. Yeah. I don't think their food is that good. No, nah, food is very good. I don't, I'm not going to say that they're yeah. an enemy of the show, but I'm going to say that they're I, not an enemy of the show. I think any place that serves breakfast will always be a friend of the okay, show. Okay, you're right. You in, can't, in theory, like if they have bacon and they can cook some eggs, like you can figure something else out. Yeah, like, you're not going to be like super disappointed. As, as a chef, what is your take on Millie? As a chef, I mean, so 
I I grew up around like Millie's, and so mm-hmm. I've been to many of them throughout my entire life. And I think the last time I went to one was probably like two years ago or a year ago, and it was breakfast. It, I got like you know bacon, eggs. Right, you're never mad browns. at it. I got and, like, and, like sourdough toast, made my own sandwich, and I called it a day. Like yeah. I, I don't over I don't overthink what I get for breakfast. Like it doesn't. I am a little concerned with, and I, I'm starting to see it a little bit out here, and it's happening in Atlanta. There is a movement. Biscuits are getting popular again, yes. which is great. Yes. But now that's going to attract what I call the hipster biscuit. Uh-oh. Which is like a, whatever ingredients just put into a biscuit. Well, that and it was served with a side of apricot, Foie cranberry, butter, compote. Shit. Fuck yeah. off. But what if it's good? Yeah, what if it's good? It's, but that's what goes back to what my, my saying like about like the cronut or the ramen burger when I, we talked about that earlier. Right. Well, what about like someplace like Denver Biscuit Company? Like, no, that's solid. That could be that no. could be described as a hipster, hipster biscuit, though. No, when I say hipster biscuit, I mean you're you're saying like an artisan a, biscuit, a, with an a, artisan biscuit where they're trying there's to, shit that shouldn't be on a biscuit. Right. Like a, if, a biscuit if, should if a place, be humble. If yes. a place open called Artisan Biscuit yeah. Works and Company, like you just be like, nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'll throw some shade. In Atlanta, there's a very popular small chain. There's several, they got four or five restaurants okay. around called. Their, it's in their name, the Flying Biscuit. Yes, I've been there. Fucking sucks. It's not very good. The food is okay. The biscuit is a fucking atrocity. Wow. It's chalky. It's dry. Wow. They serve it with a side of cranberry bullshit. Shots. Marmalade, fired. whatever. Fuck off. Okay. Fuck off. There you go. Flying biscuit. Change your name. I'm sorry. Have you found any? I get really passionate. Have you found any <laughs> biscuits that you like in LA? Ooh, that's a good. I mean, you're gonna have to try Everson Royce Bar. Uh, I'll try that place. Uh, Red Lobster. Oh yeah, big fan. <laughs> do you big like fan. those biscuits? Are I you a fan of them? I do. Oh, my God, they're like they're just like they're not made of real like it's materials. Bad. They're just made out of fucking chemicals. They're delicious. Well, the co-host of Dave's podcast, uh, no- noted comedian and Cheddar Bay biscuit enthusiast yeah. Kyle Kinane, he has a he has a Great whole bit. hilarious bit about them. Oh, so wow. no, no strangers to Cheddar Bay biscuits yeah. here. Yeah. That is a great bit. That, uh, I don't think that was on any of his albums. I think he just what, did that on like John sh- Oliver's show. Really? Yeah. God, that was, I remember. That's the thing about Kyle. He's got so much damn material. Kyle is the fucking that, best. Like, there's some great bits that aren't even on his specials. Like, We're going to have sure to have you and Kyle just, back together yeah. on the yeah. show. Yeah. I uh, love that. Bless his heart. He tries to cook, but uh, I, we, uh, he, he needs some guidance. Kyle eats like an eight-year-old. Yeah. He eats like a raccoon. Yeah. It, like I will dinosaur say this. chicken nuggets and ketchup. <laughs> one it? of Cal's that would be like a three good meal meals a day. Cal has many great qualities, and one of them that I admire the most, though, is uh, even though he's a very successful dude. Yes, you know, Cal's not. Uh, you know, not going to reveal too much, but he's not not worrying about paying his bills. Cal's doing fine, but uh, he will not waste food, groceries. I am the same way. I love that about. I am a the same way. I yeah. loathe. Wasting anything. He doesn't throw food out uh, to the at the expense of his own health. Yeah, <laughs> he'll eat shit. He's actually he bits he, about. He's it. actually yeah. a very sickly man yeah. from all the garbage that he eats. <laughs> he literally has bits about like rolling the dice on like a jar of like fucking salsa or oh, something. Yeah. He's always mayo. telling me about these concoctions really he made. It, Dave, he's like, yeah, all I had was salsa and mayonnaise, so I made some sort of weird barbecue <laughs> sour cream thing. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Yeah, and that guy's not going to win any awards. <laughs> no culinary awards. He he puts ranch dressing in a scrambled eggs. God, that's Wait, like a, that's what? like a weird He's Midwestern a monster. thing. That's, yeah. that, that's a that's a he, that's a psychopathic that serial is, killer esque thing. I've never do. heard. I, I didn't I didn't know he did that. He doesn't know any better. That he doesn't know any better. That's fucking terrifying. He's just he had some eggs and he had some ranch dressing. I got to put them together. <laughs> 
Have you been able to steer his culinary habits maybe toward something a little more? I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to give him some tips and stuff. And uh, I used to do this thing. Uh, I, I would treat Kyle kind of like my uh, sickly disabled uncle. Right. Uh, uh, Uncle Barbecue over here doesn't really know. I, I'm making in some chili. Yeah, a guy who can't fend for himself. But uh, Kyle, back when I lived in the van the first time, he was very generous. Uh, occasionally he would say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm out of town for a week. Why don't you just crash in my place while I'm out of town? And every now and then I'd take him up on it. Early on I was too proud and stubborn to be like, right. no, this is my No, choice. I like the van. Yeah, I, I like, like it. But after a couple of years, like, all right, I'll do that. But every time I would, I would house sit for him. I would always the la- the day before he came home, I would cook a big oh my meal. God. That you're the best house guest. Yeah, I would leave him a big thing of chili, or oh, one time yeah. I cooked him a big thing of gumbo. There you go. Just kind of as a token of my appreciation. But like, I felt like I just felt like he wasn't getting a lot of good home cooking. Right. <laughs> Speaking of chili, you recently you recently posted on Instagram. Yeah. I loved your post because Ooh. you started out with like. Every two-bit fucking tough guy thinks he makes a good thing of chili. <laughs> That's the one thing that you hear. Oh, dude, I make good chili. It's always I, like some fucking guy yeah, who can't make anything else. Douche and who you never think, cooks. Right, exactly. But oh, I know how to make good chili. Right. Oh, do you? Sure you do. I pour a beer in it. Yeah. Yeah, I get to open a can of... Yeah. You get the, uh, the spice packs. The, I just... I don't know how many... Idiots who don't cook at all have told me, dude, I make great chili. It's like, no, you don't. Like, you sure. Bush's beans? Well, I use yeah. them. So, yeah. Let, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about your chili recipe, though, mm-hmm. because uh, first of all, follow Dave on Instagram because you, <laughs> you have one of my favorite Instagram accounts. Thank you. Underscore Dave. You too, underscore Dave Stone. Yes. I am so jealous. You are living the life I wish I could live. Well, guys, you, you, were should, eating, you should also follow me on Instagram, man, Carl. You were eating at some of the best restaurants in town. I, and every I, time I'm like, man, fuck Carl. I prioritize, <laughs> uh, I prioritize food expenditure over almost anything else. It, it, it seems so. Um, but yeah, I, I always, uh, I'm always like very impressed by everything you cook. But let's talk about that chili recipe because mm-hmm. it looks like your chili, you really have your chili recipe down. Man, it's pretty good. I think that's the next t-shirt. The chili oh, recipe, fuck. yeah, or maybe uh, maybe jeans, and that's on the back, like embroidered on the ass. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, dream merchandise t- discussions today. Right, exactly. We need some merch. What, what kind of merch do we need? Uh, uh, we got nothing. <laughs> we got, we got ne- nothing. Ne- necklaces made out of the uh, fingers of our enemies. Uh, a puka shell necklace, and it has a pendant on it, <laughs> and it's a picture puka of Joel. It is a puka face. shell necklace that says like Carl and Joel, <laughs> friends forever. Yes, yes, it's it's a it's a locket and. <laughs> It's a heart. I hang up a Pukashan <laughs> necklace, and I'm on one part of the heart, and you're on another part of the heart. That's that's perfect. But yeah, chili's something I'm very passionate yes, okay. about. It's let's, a, let's finish up by talking chili. Here. It's in t- one of my top four things okay. that I like to make: uh, biscuits, barbecue, gumbo, and chili. Okay. No particular order. Right. Those are my four. Th- that's main the Dave Stone power ranking. Yeah, of those are my make. F- four main food obsessions. So the last couple of years, I've really been focusing on chili. Okay. And uh, it's when, with chili, with any stew type thing, whether it be a gumbo or a chili, um, I'm going for that umami. Yes. I want those. You need that deep, burst of I flavor. Deep flavors. Mm-hmm. I want that deep, deep, not this, you know, right. skim in the surface. It needs to be complex. Complex. And uh, so I'm really chasing that umami dragon right. with my chili. First of all, Aren't we all I uh, <laughs> got to start with some good beef, right. some good meat. I, uh, what I will do is I will get like a New York strip steak. And I will grind it myself. And you own a meat grinder. I got a meat grinder. We're not renting meat grinders here, folks. Got a meat grinder. So you grind that New York strip. And I will also throw in some ground pork. So I do a combination, about a 50-50 of beef and pork. Perfect. So that's the base. I got to get some good chili peppers. 
You know, I like a good poblano mm-hmm. or even an Anaheim. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then occasionally I'll throw in a, a, a small dose of a jalapeno to really okay. put some heat on it. But you want to char those peppers first. Yes. See? <clears throat> you can't just dice up the peppers and throw them in there. You want to char them first, get that skin all black, and then uh, you peel that skin off, and then you got this real tender, charred uh, And some pepper. of that smokiness, smokiness. carries in. Uh, sometimes I will toast my spices. Damn. Rather than just going straight from the jar. <laughs> this is this is Ooh. Joel's miming masturbation. And I'll I do mean, cayenne, chili powder, and cumin. You'll and toast cayenne? I will toast them. Damn. I'll put them all in a, in a frying pan and just toast them. Now, you got to be careful because once that cayenne oh, yeah. gets the flame That'll under fuck it, you up. it will fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I will wear like a dust mask. Damn. Because if you inhale it. I'm just picturing it, you yeah. with like a fuck. Like, 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 like a, a curry curry meth, meth style yeah. with a fucking <laughs> respirator. And a, like just stirring with a giant pe- like ore from a boat yeah. that and he I, found while he was driving down the road. And, and just that like slide guitar riff comes yeah. in. Yeah. And I got to do it in the van. That way I'm mobile. That way yeah. the cops can't You're catch the van cooking up. That's Dave out there roasting up cayenne. So char your peppers, toast your spices, okay. grind your meat, and uh, I'll use some smoked chipotles and um, get that get, depth. Get yeah, that get that depth. depth. And then to really get that umami, I do two things. I'll throw in some dark chocolate. Wow. And I'll throw in some pureed sardines. Whoa. Get a little bit of that fish. This is advanced. That's a little funk. I yeah. like that. Just Chili, a little bit. Folks. Yeah, if you do too much, you got to be careful of that. If you do too much, it's going to be right, too gonna be noticeable. Fishy. And people you, are going to be like, what the hell? You want a little bit of that umami funk. You want just a, a hint to where they can't identify yeah. that it's fishy. Yeah. But like there's something going on there. And you're talking cacao powder or just like a, a bar? I'll like do a like 70%. I'll do like a really uh, a fancy dark like chocolate. Dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, like just the bar. Damn. Mm-hmm. I want to eat your chili so fucking bad. Yeah, so I do that. And then this is another little trick I do. Um, I, I, I don't mind the flavor of a good bean, but I don't like a bean per se in my chili because it, to me, it just slows me down. You like the Texas style where it's like basically like a meat sauce. I like Texas style. That's it looks like, almost I looks like. like a sloppy joe. Yes, that's what I like. Beans but are in the way. I'll take, I'll take a nice can of white beans or kidney beans puree and I'll puree it. them. Oh, shit. And that gives it a little bit of bean flavor it and it adds, it thickens it up. adds a, a thickening yeah. agent. Sure does. So those are some of my tricks. This is the next shirt. Get this shit on a shirt. I love it so much. Do you have people calling into the podcast or emailing into the podcast about the chili? Yes. Yeah. All the time. This is like Uncle Dave's deep umami chili explosion. This is what happens on the podcast a lot. I will give a recipe like verbatim. Right. And then, and then people then, are like, oh, we didn't, what? And then people will email You're me like, and be like, hey, can I get that recipe? Like, and I'm like, down, motherfucker. just listen to the episode <laughs> and write it down. But that happens all, could I get that? I just gave it to you. I don't want anyone's emailing me after this episode <laughs> being like, what did Dave say about sardine? <laughs> what, what, how much percent cacao should I use? No, you re-listen to it. People are feverishly writing it down. Like Dave's out here giving you people are just fucking shorthand. Dave's out here giving you people fucking yeah. gold. The least you can do is play it back. And that's don't the, bother this man. That's the beautiful thing about cooking, not to get all pretentious about it, but like cooking is art. It is. It's art that, that you it can is. eat. I've always felt like a modern day Michelangelo. So I'm I just mean, glad it's a fucking echoed. artist. It is. Like when you're making a chili or a gumbo or a barbecue sauce or something, like it is like art in the sense that like a painter, you know, do I, do, one more stroke will mess it up, but yeah. maybe it needs when one more. When are you more, done? Like, when you are you know. done? Yeah. So and I love that. I love tr- the challenge. I think it was Truman Capote had a famous quote about finishing a novel is like, Taking your son out behind the house and shooting it or something. <laughs> Finishing a chili is the same way. It is. You have to learn to let go. And I'll tell you and what. say man, that's done. Like, I don't know, especially out here where like, I won't get into my whole 
the emasculation of the of the American male. But like that's another that's a whole other episode. But dudes, man, dudes can't do shit anymore. Yeah, right. And right. like uh, you know, and I'm not. I'm a, I wouldn't call myself a ladies' man. But you got you a gal that you're kind of you want to cook a meal. On, you cook them a good meal. You show them you got some chops in the kitchen. That's some points. But for I you. will say, speaking to that, like this whole new like craft movement, mm-hmm. and and as pretentious as sometimes it can be, I think it essentially is rooted in the fact that people are rediscovering the idea of making something, of learning a skill with your hands, yeah. and applying that in a way that before wasn't value. You know, it's like yeah. we lost that value kind of, and now yeah. people are looking to it again with. You know, it's like it can be pretentious, like an artisan, whatever. But no, like, but it's there's true. something to be said about learning a skill, mastering it, and then like making the best you can of one thing. Yeah, it's that desire to go the other way because now with technology, nobody works with their hands exactly. Anymore. So it's like everything. But but, is, but they do like in food. This yeah, whole food, movement yeah. of like this new craft movement. Yep, it, it's valuing those skills and. Food is kind of the leading edge of the appreciation of that. And you see it, you know, leather goods, ceramics, mm-hmm. whatever. It's kind of this new or re-appreciation yes. of, of uh, actual abilities with your hands. Yes. And, and, and I think food is leading the way and also probably the most visible aspect of that in the culture. Yeah. I, I mean, because like, it's like, who doesn't want a really well-made fucking tortilla? Exactly. You know, like... And there will always be a demand for food. I even do this in my life. You were joking about it with, with your expenditure, but like I will always find money to eat. Yes. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's the I, most important no, thing. No, you got, you got to make time, man. It's, but like, like, it's like being in a relationship. Yeah. You got you to you spend the money. You but like make time. any other expenditure, like, oh, I, I want to get the new al- so-and-so's album right. or I need a new pair. Well, that's 10 bucks or that's 20 bucks yeah. or whatever. But I, every day I won't think twice about dropping 10, exactly. 15 bucks on lunch. And I was just talking about this with someone and also, you've seen like articles about it. like th- this is like an established trend. Like millennials, which I I don't like that term because it's actually really broad. But the yeah. younger generation, uh-huh. they're spending way more on food and drink now. And I think that comes from like a reprioritization of like experience over consumer goods. Like we're seeing that yes. more and more. And you know, the market is having to adapt to that because we have this whole new generation. They don't want. I mean, obviously, we're still buying consumer goods, but like. People are prioritizing having a good experience mm-hmm. over purchasing a, an item. Yeah. And I think that's, again, most visible in food where it's like, I would rather spend a lot of, like, a, a good amount of money and have a great meal with my friends than, like, buy a shirt. Absolutely. Or a pair of boots. And on paper, those boots and shirts will last you longer. Right. You know, you might, those and boots will last you for I still love boots and shirts, yeah. but it's like, I would rather have that the experience. experience. I agree. I, I think totally that's agree. across the board. Like, you know, like that's happening just everywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like we really got into it right oh, there. Oh, man, we nailed it. <laughs> we got, I think this is a good place to leave it. Yeah, uh, man. Man, Dave, thanks so much for yeah, joining thanks us. So yeah, much, thanks dude. so much, dude. You Fox. are. So, yeah. I think this is honestly the least I've ever talked just because, <laughs> like, seriously, you were so fucking engaging. Yeah. You, and uh, I really needed to listen to you more. I mean, fact, if you, if you want I'm going to just Dave, call you every sure. now and yeah. again. Yeah. And I'm just going to, it's going to be like calling like a hotline. And it's like, it's like, it's two minutes to, it's $2 a minute to talk to me. And you're just going to hear me talk about chili. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, keep, I don't even like chili that much. It's like a sex line. You just call <laughs> Dave and he tells you about white bean <laughs> beret. Keep talking. Keep I'm talking. almost there. I'm almost there. Okay. Okay, so okay. You got two kinds of meat. You got oh. two kinds of meat. It's a double meat chili. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. So if you want Thanks. more Dave, which I know you do, you got to listen to Boogie Monster Podcast that he hosts with Kyle. Gravy Boat. Su- super fun podcast. You got to listen to The Gravy Boat, which is his one hour long alt-country radio program. Awesome. And uh, follow him 
at Dave Stone Comedy on Twitter and at underscore Dave Stone on Instagram for all those fantastic pictures of this chili. Yeah, man. You got to see this chili, motherfuckers. <laughs> I know you heard about it. Hot you got to see this fucking, fucking chili. Um, Dave, thanks so much for joining us, Thank man. You thanks so for much, having me, guys. So guys, much thanks fun. for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> what was, what is, is this our sign off? Yep. 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 Yep.